Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip looks like the uh, markets overnight finished up pretty strong going into the day, but they finished down overall. Yeah, we uh, we had a nice bounce. Um, you know, closed uh, fairly decent uh, yesterday um, on Tuesday. Had a little follow through to the upside in the overnight. Couldn't hold them today. I think you, you probably still have a little bit of liquidation um, from some of the longs in the in the market. Uh, ahead of uh, tomorrow morning's um, USDA May crop report. So uh, that shouldn't be any major surprise there, but there's a lot of information coming out. We're going to get an update of uh, old crop carryout, our first snapshot of new crop projections. We've got uh, the world numbers uh, updated also on production, as well as uh, a wheat um, crop, uh, wheat estimate. So we got a lot, of, a lot of numbers out there, and when you have that many numbers floating out there, there's always the, the potential that you have a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think today you can't read too much into it. Um, you know, a little bit of negativity here, but there was really uh, nothing new that hit the market. We ended up, um, uh, you know, what, uh, I don't know, three, four cents lower in beans, uh, just a touch lower, fractionally lower in corn. Corn is still kind of the, um, the strongest uh, relative to anything. So... Corn has a lot of strength. They try to break it. They can't get it done. Wheat uh, still have a better chance of rain coming um, here in the, in the one to two week forecast for the dry areas of the plains. The uh, uh, former Soviet Union, uh, Black Sea area, parts of Europe have been a little dry. They're going to get some rain. So that weight on the wheat market and wheat was down uh, all, uh, roughly four in Chicago, six in Kansas City. But, uh, you know, the big news is going to be tomorrow at 11. The, uh, the crop report, see what, what those numbers say, see if there's anything out of uh, the ordinary in relation to what the pre-report estimates were. And then, you know, obviously this time of year, weather's important, what's the forecast say, and any potential news. I, I, we were talking earlier in the, in the office today, and I can't remember any time in the last, you know, probably 10 years, if, if not longer, that this grain market, livestock market, all our ag markets are more subject to um, news events uh, like they have been recently with, uh, you know, not just stuff that affects ags, obviously, like NAFTA and the China trade thing, but then you have all these other political things and, and world stuff going on, the Iran deal, the renewable fuel standard, uh, you know, North Korea. There is a lot of moving parts out there right now, and it's moving rapidly and lots of news and it affects the markets and so you're always subject to that where just out of the blue on a tweet uh on some news story that comes out unexpectedly can really affect these markets so that's uh, you know uh, good in the right it's, it's going to give us movement uh it's bad from the standpoint it makes it unpredictable and you know subject to big whipsaw swings back and forth but that's the environment we're in right now yeah so i saw that earlier today when we were had I was doing some kind of just looking over the news to see what was happening there, but Trump had come out and made a few statements about the RENs and, and the renewable fuel stuff, and he, it didn't sound like he was for it or against it, but he was just kind of playing in the middle. Is that is that kind of how you read that? Yeah, yeah, and and what he and I think that's why the market uh, didn't react more. Um, it would be fairly supportive to corn and, and, you know, ethanol demand. It would probably increase our ethanol exports. It would increase corn demand. 
it overall would be positive for corn. Uh, but right now it's just a suggestion and not the agreement. So you have on the one hand, the way I understand it, you've got the Secretary of Agriculture standpoint, and you've got the head of the EPA who's looking at it more from the energy standpoint. Uh, obviously, you've got the interest of farmers, you've got the interest of oil companies. Um, neither one of those uh, trust the other very far. <laughs> and uh, so where are we going to meet in the middle? I think yeah. if it came out exactly like uh, President Trump suggested, uh, it would be friendly for uh, corn. The likelihood of it coming out exactly as he laid out, probably not. Uh, there will be some changes in the final agreement, and that still could be it down the road. But as it stood, uh, that would be, if it came out like that on the final agreement, it would be fairly friendly to corn. So yeah. let's hope it uh, it leans something close to what President Trump suggested. Yeah, it's it's he. This is probably one of the first times I've actually seen him react politically to something, and then not as a you know, more of a politician stance because Twitter, you read through Twitter and read all the stuff on there, you know, everyone from his base, you know, the the corn and soybean parts of the country were all saying, like, I sure hope you don't forget us, you know, and all the all yeah. the stuff that we did for you basically. And then the very next day he comes out with a tweet that says or uh, basically a, a news release, I guess, that he was yeah. favoring corn and all that stuff and he's, you know, really pushing that envelope a little bit. Yeah, he's getting a little heat too from this China deal. I mean, that, yeah. um, and I don't, it remains to be seen how the ultimate um, tariff and tax situation is going to happen. But, you know, he's taking a little heat from the from the farmer side because uh, of his bean deal. It's a yeah. big deal for beans if they end up implementing a 25% uh, import tax uh, yeah. on our beans. So, uh, you know, he, he's, it's definitely a political situation. There's, there's two sides to every story. Uh, at least two sides to every story. So yeah. uh, let's just hope uh, that overall uh, he's going to be supportive um, to ag and you know over the course of his whole term. Yeah, no, it's just the soybean thing scares me because you know, unfortunately, I only get to sell equipment. Farmers have a lot of money. You know what I mean. So when they if they were to slap this yeah. uh, this tariff on these soybeans, man, we're going to have that's going to be a big issue for us. So I worry about that no a lot. Doubt. So. Well, let's talk about the livestock complex real quick, and then we'll we'll head off here. So, how things ended up over there? Yeah, a little bit lower here. Um, again, choppy day. We had the nearly a two dollar range, low to high in cattle. Traded both sides. We we tried to try to rally early, sell sold off late. Uh, ended up sixty seventy lower in the front month, uh, buck uh, ten lower roughly uh, in the August. So, more of the same. We're still within a range that we've been in for three or four weeks here. Um, and you still see fairly decent levels and, you know, it sounds like steady at best, uh, or I should say steady at worst on cash prices this week. We'll see where those trade. Even if they trade weaker, we still have an $18, $19 discount on these June uh, live cattle futures for where cash trades. So that's going to, in itself, give us a little bit of support on any break because the cash market's so far ahead of where the futures are. Uh, hogs, uh, quiet day. Uh, 20 higher on the close. Um, they look good, but it's the opposite, right? The, the futures market's so far ahead of cash that it's kind of holding the futures back a little bit until cash starts rallying, which it typically does uh, going into uh, summer here and all, all through summer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I still, hogs are the bright spot. Cattle, um, you know, again, week to week, it's going to be about where cash trades. 
but um, I don't think that uh, you can drop the bottom out from under this thing yet in cattle until you can get a better sense that cash, uh, the cash market is going to break. And so far, we haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I also read something today about the Chinese were going to do more uh, inspections on, on U.S. port coming in, kind of trying to hold up that process a little bit. Did you, see, did you read that? Um, yeah, that that's a big a big deal as well, um, and that's a political thing. They're already doing yeah. that uh, to beans, even though their tax deal hasn't kicked in yet, yeah. and nor have our tariffs. Uh, they're already doing that on the bean side. They're they're letting other, which makes sense, right? I mean, it's uh, it's a political game, mm-hmm. um, you know. But obviously, it's a big it's a big deal, and and it's a political deal, and. And this whole China trade issue uh, is one of the biggest things that's that's hit not only ag but the uh, our entire economy. Right. Uh, it's a big, big deal. So that that alone tells you it's going to take a while to hammer out, and likely um, we're going to meet in the middle on some of these things and go about uh, you know uh, business as usual. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chip. Well, if you guys want to get a hold of you and. Talk about this a little further. How would they do that? Yeah, best way is just call our office here directly, 309-550-7213. All right, Chip. So we'll uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, and we'll go over the WASD report. And uh, until then, have a great evening. Yeah, a lot of numbers to go over tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow afternoon. The calm before the storm, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. All right, man. We'll see you. All right, thanks.